This episode is supported by ED Wine Company. If you're located in the GTA, Hamilton, Kitchener, or Guelph, you need to get ED Wine Company in your life. Sommelier Elizabeth Davies curates four wines for you and delivers them right to your door. Each bottle comes hand-wrapped with tasting notes about what you're sipping. It's an approachable way to explore the world of wines and helps you learn a thing or two along the way. Check them out on Instagram at edwineco or go to edwine.ca to sign up for either a monthly delivery like Shane and I get or just a single package, whatever works best for you. When you sign up, make sure to use the promo code ThisFamilyTree10 to get 10% off your order. Again, that's edwine.ca and ThisFamilyTree10. But Alex. Yeah, Shane? Let's begin date night. Let's do it. Hello, everyone. I'm Alex, and I'm here with my husband, Shane. Even if you've had a bad day. It doesn't matter. Because tonight is date date night. Okay. So that was your (laughs) intro. That was my intro. Not bad at all. No, and I'm happy to be on the date night couch with our date night bottle of wine. So, Shane cheers every date night shane and i open up a new bottle of wine and try to guess the tasting notes because we're trying to be pro let's do this okay Mm, okay i'm just gonna tell everybody what we're drinking before i get too much more into this so we are drinking a bottle of red wine chateau cote de bellevue cote de bourg 2018 pardon me for my pronunciation as always this is nice that's the first thing i'm thinking about it's really nice? nice yeah i can't tell if it's nice or not I don't know if it's nice. It's nice. It's, to me, it tastes warm. It's like spicy warm. Does that even make sense? Hold on. Let's go through the things we've seen before. There's jammed fruits, stewed fruits, ripe fruits, chocolate, leather, gravel, twigs, cherries in a lot, currants. I'm going to say it's earthy. To me, it tastes earthy. If the word earthy is there, I would be happy. Yeah, and I see, I think that's the warmth almost that I'm getting is like from... I don't know, like nutmeg, is a nutmeg a thing in wine? Let's just read it. All right, let's read it. All right, so I'm going to read the label of the tasting notes that the sommelier Elizabeth Davies gives us with each bottle of wine. This wine impresses me more with every sip. On the nose, you get plum, blackberry, black currant. There's a little green pepper too. Okay, now that I know that there's green pepper in it, I got to start noticing that. because That's it- an earthy pepper. Mm-hmm. When I take a sip, those same fruit flavors arrive on the palate. Where the green pepper fades, a twig character turns up instead adding complexity. The tannins are velvety and fine in texture. They are persistent and really add to the length of the wine. I have no idea what that means. Length of wine. So what is it? This is a Bordeaux, a French region famous for blends. In this case, we have a Merlot, Cab Sauve, and Cabernet Franc. Pair with a rich winter stew for delicious results. So I think... When I was saying warmth, maybe it was the velvetiness of the wine, of the texture. And you were spot on like you are every week. This is driving me crazy and I'm jealous. What I get spot on? Twigs. Shane, there's twigs in there. And twigs are in the earth? Family. Yes. Okay. I like that. I like, uh, I like the way you grade me. No, you. I, I'm really impressed by your inherent ability to taste wine better than me and I'm, I'm very envious you know i have a good tongue okay <laughs> i don't know how to react to that why <laughs> all right what are your topics all right now this week has been one a hard week i was gonna say one of the worst weeks but that's probably just recency bias but i think this week has been particularly difficult i feel like the pandemic has caught up to us i don't know like this is a tough date night for me because i'm not feeling it if it feels undaty, so I'm going to try to fight through it and have fun. Do you think we can do that? Well, what do you think I'm doing, babe? 
you're just sitting there with a glass. <laughs> well, the glass you, is helping. You do no work on date night. Um, you just sit back and you're along for the ride. Hey, I. So got, what are you doing? I got the room ready. I got the room ready for the vibe. I lit the candle. I put away the toys. That's what I did, and I feel good about it. And I put on an exceptional outfit, which is helping me get in the date night spirit. Because again, I was exhausted. Am exhausted. And yeah, not feeling datey, but that's the beauty of date nights. You have to do it. And usually is <laughs> no, the usually, best dates in life are forced and mandatory. No, here's the thing though. When you're at home for a year and you know, like you're not getting out, you're not doing anything exciting. Having a date night and you got to have a date night does force you to look nice for your spouse to try to put on a happy face even if you don't want to and just to try to do something out of the the ordinary to get you out of the funk and I think that's what we're trying to do and I applaud us for you know for doing it and I'm happy we are yeah I'm hoping I can cheer up after this my apologies for not being cheery but can you do a Barack Obama imitation that's my uh, first question uh 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 that's it no, you got to really try, though. Throw away all your inhibitions. Okay. Uh, so, on this date night, tonight, we, uh, we've we got Shane and Alex and... Um, sorry. Wait, this <laughs> is Barack Obama, like the former president, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, he's, he's got the good... Okay, let me try it. All right. We'll see. I've never done that. Have you, you haven't been practicing By the earlier? way, I didn't even plan this. This is a this is the least produced episode of Date Night also. So this is a question that came to me as I was just thinking of what would be the funniest thing to ask Alex. Okay. Okay, I'll try. Well, <laughs> this is hard. Well, we're drinking wine. Wine's, wine's good to be drinking. <laughs> and what? Are you laughing because it's good or bad? It's funny. Keep going. Well, you know, sometimes you got to drink some wine and... A good wine? Died. Oh, I lost Wait it. a second. You know oh. what is you know what's gonna make me have the best impression out of the two of us? What? Let's just hear him speak for a second. Okay. Barack Obama. Our worst impulses unleashed, our proud reputation around the world badly diminished, and our democratic institutions threatened like never before. Yeah. I just I chose a random clip and I'm sorry that the clip matches our moods, but okay. Well, I'm sitting here tonight with Shane, and we're just drinking a beautiful bottle of wine. Uh, you know, it's it's a beautiful date night, and I think we should be proud, uh, proud that we're here sitting down, playing nice for it. Well, yep, it is a it is a beautiful date night, and the wine is good. You know, a good wine, that's a good thing. <laughs> Is that bad? <laughs> is it bad? Okay. Oh, man, but here's the Mine probably wasn't any better. All right. Well, okay. How so, bad was mine scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the best? It wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It was a 5. What was okay. mine? Three and a half. Mine was worse than yours? I think so, but I can't tell. Well, you know, I beg to differ. <laughs> or it's so good that I'm just uh, struggling to notice who i'm even talking to is it shane or is it brock so we had a laugh that's a good start okay so we're feeling hold better. on what gave you that idea i don't know i was just thinking of funny imitation that's funny that's a good idea thank you <laughs> alex they say tragedy plus time equals comedy okay what was our worst 
vacation you think that we've been on? Jamaica. But it was yeah. also the best. It was just the after effects because we got scammed out of $500. Oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Alex is a little gullible. And a couple summers ago, I told her, hey, what if, you know, you have 5,000 Instagram followers. That was her follower count at the time. I said, what if you reach out to some resorts and just say, hey, can we have a discount and we'll promote the resort? Mm -hmm. I didn't even know if that was a thing. It seemed like somewhat realistic. One of your first people you contact instantly contacts you back. And here's the thing. It was also the one resort that you recommended because you had stayed there before. And they contacted me back from the resort. Right away. Boom. They say, hey, here's a $500 voucher, Alex. Uh, You know, the trip costs like three grand yeah. so $500 seemed realistic so it wasn't like so so beneficial where it was like whoa this mm-hmm. this could be fishy so we were like yeah hey $500 better than nothing we go on the trip <laughs> very excited we have a, a decent time we had a great well we had a great time once we were there the beach was beautiful we ate like kings hey everyone just a quick editor's note Alex does share her story of being sexually harassed on this trip and I want to flag that right now thank you it was great you were sexually harassed by the man who serves yes. the jerk chicken I was gonna get to that yeah yeah so there's a there's dark meat jerk chicken and there's white meat uh, jerk chicken and we were at the jerk chicken stand and I was tending to Lucy because you know feeding her for lunch and Alex went up to the jerk chicken stand alone and the man said white meat or dark meat and you said white and he said you don't like dark meat and then she's like oh I'll just have white and he said what about my dark meat referring yeah. to his genitals I think he was and uh, he gave me a knowing look and I felt incredibly uncomfortable he was a really big guy like he might have been able to take you in a fight so we told management that you know Alex is being sexually harassed the man who serves the jerk chicken is offering people his meat and they didn't really do anything to be honest they didn't care and we didn't know what to do at that point I guess it was a red flag that maybe something isn't up and up with this place But we proceeded with the vacation because we just didn't know what else to do. (laughs) We made the best of it. We just stayed away from the jerk chicken stand. And then at the end of the trip, because this voucher, conveniently enough, you don't redeem it till the very end of the trip when you pay, Mm -hmm. which somewhat made sense. So we went to get our $500 off the vacation at the very end. And then the woman behind the counter said... This voucher doesn't exist. It never existed. <laughs> We've never offered a $500 voucher. I'm sorry, but you've been scammed. She had no idea what we were talking about. I'm like, oh, okay. So I go back up to the room with Alex. I'm like, hey, let's look at this message because I'd never seen the DM. I just took it at face value. And it was very suspicious DM. It was, there, yeah. was, there was spelling errors. Well, I thought that was just... I don't know. Everything about it reeked of a scam. And I was so upset with myself. I was so upset with you for being so gullible. It was It was from their account. It was from the hotel's official account. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it, it was. No, they created a fake Instagram account that, that looked like their real one. Oh, right. Yeah, so it wasn't even their real one. Because it had like an underscore. It was like Gren Bahia underscore. Right. And then, you know, we got home and I made it my mission to sue this company, basically. (laughs) 
for one, they didn't do anything about the sexual harassment. So, so that upset me. So I contacted the Jamaican paper and then the Jamaican paper contacted me and they were writing a story about it and everything that happened with the scam and the sexual harassment. But then I guess Graham Bahia owned the paper <laughs> and, then, and they were like, oh, it's Graham Bahia. And then they didn't want to do anything. And uh, yeah, that, that was probably our worst vacation. All right. I'm going into some questions. Is there something that nobody knows about you? I think that the people listening anyway, they don't know that I used to learn Japanese and I used to speak basic Japanese quite fluently. And you wouldn't happen to have any tattoos that are Japanese, would you? Oh, it's funny you should ask, Shane. I have a very unstereotypical uh, Japanese tattoo on my back. I have three characters. Oh, wow. That's unique. What does it say? Right? I'm not going to tell you. Please. I haven't. Oh, that's something people don't know about me. People don't know what my tattoo means. So I got the tattoo when I was learning Japanese. And again, I was fluent, guys. Okay. I was like fluent in basic Japanese. I didn't know flowery language, but I could totally get by easily. And I got a phrase tattooed on my back with my mother because it meant something to me and I really love the Japanese language. Why'd your mom uh, get it? Because I wanted to do something with her. And she disagreed? Yeah. Does she regret it She took a lot of convincing. Can you tell me? I'll beep it. But just can you tell me? No, because then that would be something that somebody would know about me and it would defeat the purpose of this question. You've told me before. I don't know if I have. Yes, you did. It was just so generic and I was drunk, I think. (laughs) Maybe at the end of this bottle of wine, I'll tell you again. Just tell me now. Well, okay. So it's three qualities that my mom and I share that I feel like, you know, we feed off of each other in these qualities. But and passion, even though the part can be like fiery stubbornness, it's, you know, all wrapped up into one. Do not give me that look. I realize now that I've gotten older and I've seen many other, many other uh, tattoos that white people have of Asian characters. And uh, I'm realizing that it's not as unique and special as, well, I, you know what? I realize it's not as unique as I thought, but it's just as special. Okay, well, this kind of takes care of my next question. What is the most unoriginal thing you've ever done? <laughs> okay, all right. So those are mine, you know, A and B. What about you? What is something that people do not know about you? And what is the most unoriginal thing you've ever done? Yeah, I was kidding about the unoriginal part. That wasn't in my <laughs> question. Was, what is something people don't know about me? I think not a lot of people know I played the recorder in... Uh, <laughs> Who yeah, did, I used to play the recorder. Who and, didn't play the recorder in elementary school? I think everybody learned the recorder. That's part of the curriculum. Okay, I played the clarinet because it did? was closest to recorder. Yeah. I didn't know you played the clarinet. See, not a lot of people know that about me. Were you any good? No. I broke <laughs> reeds and lost reeds all the time, and I had to pay a dollar every time I lost a reed. Oh, really? Yes. The spit valve. I don't know what's going on. I was terrible. It sounded like an angry goose. <laughs> Okay, well, hold on. What's your least original tattoo since we're tattoo bashing? I have an anchor on my arm. I also have an onk symbol. Uh, I thought you were trying to say onk and then... Well, I, I think an anchor everyone has, but it's not as embarrassing as an onk. I don't know what an onk is. My sister wanted me to get a tattoo with her. I said, I'll get whatever you want. She ended up getting an onk the size of a dime. And for some reason, I got an onk the size of like a, a Coors Light can. <laughs> 
<laughs> right on your forearm too. So the first thing, like if Shane is wearing a three-quarter length or a t-shirt, the first thing people see on his right arm is the onk. And well, uh, I definitely don't wear t-shirts anymore or three-quarter length shirts. But they so definitely think that you're a very spiritual person. Yeah, I'm, I guess people don't really know that I'm not spiritual. No, we've talked a lot about that, I think, on regular Family Tree Podcast. Maybe not date night, but... Have you ever chased anyone in a car? Yes. Why? They littered. <laughs> so <laughs> so um, a woman littered outside of Fortino's. Mm-hmm. And I went over and I picked up the litter. And I went to show her that she littered and say, hey, why are you littering? And then she drove away. So I got in my car and I followed her to her house and then told her she littered. But I was like so scared the whole time. But then halfway through the drive, I was like, I got to keep going. I'm committed. I'm committed. And what does she say once you tell her she littered? She swore. (laughs) She was that angry. Oh, I hate littering. F it. I'm sorry. (laughs) F littering. F it. Well, I was, was she just, nice though, like impressive. Of course not. She just. Said, oh, I thought she was swearing because she was angry because she literally. No, she basically just said "what the f" and stared at me, and then I like almost pooped my pants because I was like, "What did I just do?" And then got in my car and drove home. Is there anything that you would allow to be littered? Like if it was a cigarette or a piece of. Gum? Oh, I hate when people litter cigarette butts. I hate it. Hate it. Hate it. I call them buttheads. And it's. <laughs> I'm mad I laughed at that. It's the worst. <laughs> Sorry. It's the worst. Like, there are so many cigarette disposal things all over the city. Every single garbage can has one. Like, every single garbage can has a little thing for cigarette butts. Put it in there. Do not put them on my streets. It's gross. Like, I'm. That's one of my biggest pet peeves in life. Would you want to live past 100? If yes. yes wait. If yes, why? Oh, I thought you were going to say what age? 101. And just so that I can get... Oh, because you love that Dalmatians film? No, no. But just so I can get like a century and then a year of the next century and just, you know, peek in and see what it's like for a second before I take off. Wow. What about you? Well, I do love the Dalmatians movie, but (laughs) I think think going to 110 would be very cool. If you're in good shape, I guess, yeah. How many 110-year-olds are in good shape? No, you see, have you not seen those like centenarians who are just, they are living, they're walking, they're talking, they're still having a glass of vodka at night, they're celebrating with their family. Like you see photos of those people and they're like looking better than a lot of 65-year-olds I know. I wonder if they're able to date still. I don't think they'd want to at that point. It's like, A lot of women like older men. (laughs) You're older than me, Shane. I, uh, you're dying first. Is that true? But you have you have an autoimmune disease. Yeah, but they're gonna figure that out. Really, you think? Yeah, I do. You're gonna die first. Mm, I don't like the way you're <laughs> saying that, though. Just say it once. If I said that, I would be arrested. <laughs> Why would you be arrested? You're gonna die first. <laughs> I don't mean like you're gonna die first. You're six years older than me. Six. Yeah. yeah. And men typically have shorter lifespans than women. Anyway, and I'm saying that's this, only because more men were smoking, smoked and drank. Is that true, though? Yes. More men smoked than women, which started killing them off. Are you sure it's because that and no. nothing else? No, I just made that up. <laughs> I think men eat worse, too. Well, here's the thing. Like, I don't want you to. I'd rather just go at the same time. Just like, you know, I'm a bird, you're a bird type thing. 
But I, what's the bird thing? Notebook. Come on. They, they, they die holding hands together. So the idea is they have a suicide pact and they jump off a building? No. <laughs> that makes sense, though. But, you know, just hearing that. I'm a bird. You're a bird. <laughs> <laughs> no. When, you know, like before she had dementia in the notebook. She had dementia in that movie? Ah, she got older. and then, Oh. But when they were young, she's like, say I'm a bird. And he's like, no. And she's like, Maybe say Maybe she was having early <laughs> symptoms at a young age. And I said, say I'm a bird. And he goes, you're a bird, I'm a bird. And it was like this big romantic moment in the ocean, like, you know, super heartwarming. And then when they die, when they're older, so he reads to her every single day the story of their romance and their love story, even though she doesn't remember it. And then when he reads it, she remembers and she comes to and then they have like a couple minutes together and then <laughs> are you laughing or crying? I'm crying I don't know why. Mm. and then they die holding hands at the end of the movie they both die at the same time <laughs> how what does he die of I don't know I don't the, know this sounds unintentionally <laughs> funny though so he just goes like and dies no they just kind of like fall asleep holding hands I think he's how got do a you heart, know they die I think, I think he's got a heart thing and okay. then Perfectly the nurse timed. goes and checks on him and because she's looking for him. And then she goes to see his wife. She's in like some little area where they put the, you know, the hardest dementia patients. The corner. <laughs> she was in the corner for a little bit looking mm-hmm. at the window. And then, uh, oh my God, I don't know. I'm getting emotional. <clears throat> and then anyway, he crawls in the bed with her and they're holding hands and they die. And then the next scene is like birds flying. I knew it. <laughs> but that that whole thing seems to be set up just for that ending shot. Like, it's very cool and cinematic. Well, here's the thing. That, that last shot isn't that great. It's like the movie could have gone on. The ending scene would have been as emotional if it wasn't for the last shot. I actually do not care about the last shot. It's the fact, like, they died together and then you just see them laying in the bed just together. And it's like, you know. No, but it's just weird for a young woman to be like, hey, I'm a bird. And it's like, what's that? No, I'm a bird, okay? Just say you're a bird. I'm a bird. You're a bird. All right. 80 years later, remember that one. And then last shot, birds flying. It's like, oh. And it tricks people, especially emotional women, into thinking that it's the sweetest movie ever when really the woman was just wanting something very strange. What, to be a bird? Why is she a bird? Uh, she was playing around in the ocean. She was like going, gah, gah. And oh. <laughs> Wait, you're right. You've, you've seen that movie, right? Years ago. Over 10 years ago. You've only seen it once? Yeah. You Okay, wait, wait. I forgot. You and your dad always watch the same eight movies over and <laughs> this is This is clearly a movie you watch with your dad a hundred times, right? I've only seen it once with my dad. Okay. But that one time was the first time I watched it. We were like, I think at a hotel for a basketball tournament. It had just come out. So we rented it on the hotel TV. It was like still in theater thing. And... We're each sitting, you know, like how the hotel room is like two queen beds, the movie in the middle. So we're both sitting there like just like watching the movie. And then at the end of the movie, when the old people die, I looked over at my dad and he's just like bawling. And I was sitting there bawling. And like we hadn't really talked to each other throughout the whole movie. And then I just kind of looked at him and saw we were having the same experience. And it was kind of nice. It was a basketball tournament too. I think it was a basketball tournament. Were you bawling on the court? I was bawling on the court. Of course I was. Nice. Were you flying like a bird? (laughs) (laughs) Well, my layups do start from quite far back. I start my layups at about the three-point line, and I do get a really good jump. So I would say I was also flying like a bird. Also, odd fact about Alex, never hit a layup. What? 
Well, you start from the three-point line. It's very hard uh, difficulty. I know. I'm great at layups. That's like my thing. Like I'm like, I'll make a layup from anywhere. Right. Okay. That's just, <laughs> some jokes don't work. I was just thinking. What, what was the joke? Well, starting a layup from the three-point line, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't say it's funny. I can edit these too, by the way. Do you have any questions for me? What do you think is your best quality in a relationship? Basketball, and I can't say my bod. No. Okay. Do I have a good quality in a relationship? Okay, I must. Okay, I've got something. Humor. You are humorous, but what? you think that's your best quality in a relationship? Do I have any other qualities? Hmm. I am. This is tough. All what, right. What's my other good quality? So. The first time that I went with Shane to an event with his friends, it was a wedding. And after the wedding, we were having some drinks at the hotel bar. And his I was introduced to his best friend and his best friend's wife. And his best friend was like, hey, honey, say something about Shane. Oh, that and was weird. And here's the thing. And so she was just kind of like, uh, uh, he's very perceptive. And I thought it was an odd thing to say when somebody's just like, hey, say something about him. And like she was clearly grasping at straws. So I thought it was kind of odd, but it was a very specific, odd thing. But then, you know, I, throughout the course of our relationship, I do think that you are incredibly perceptive. And I think that that is a fantastic quality that you bring into a relationship because, you know, you have such a good read on me. And I'm sure in other relationships. And no matter what I'm feeling, if I'm super happy, if I'm down, if I'm pissed off, whatever you can kind of anticipate that and you do things to you know like if I, you see that i'm upset or i'm tired or whatever you go out of your way to try to make me feel better and i really i really appreciate that and i think that that'll carry into your relationship with your daughters and that you'll be able to you know step in when you see that they need something extra or whatever it is and i think that that's a beautiful quality hey you're my bird <laughs> Okay, what's your best quality? My best quality? I think just my lovingness, like just that I'm loving and fawning. What do you think? Do you think you're perceptive? No. Okay. <laughs> just checking. <laughs> I have terrible reads on people. Yeah. How would you like to spruce up our marriage? Honestly, just by bringing adventure into it again and that's not any fault of our own that's purely because the situation we're in in a pandemic in quarantine we need vaccines i don't know when vaccines are coming it's just this whole big mess and honestly i just want to spruce up our marriage by adding some adventure and the thing is i know that the second quarantine is over that's just going to happen because we like having fun and we like doing new things so for me that's it and it's yeah it's solely situational what about you I think I could dress sexier. <laughs> you could dress sexier. Yeah, I think that would spruce it up. You know what? Okay. Do you know what I really like on men? Tight leather pants? No. So I really love short shorts, like cut off denim shorts, but really short. What about in the wintertime? We're at home. If we're on date night on a Wednesday night, if you came down and like frayed denim shorts, I'm not complaining. But if someone comes to the door or something. I'll answer it. But sometimes you're with the children or something. At nighttime, Shane, at date night. The kids are in bed. 
Okay. It, just if your dad stops by or the, any of the in-laws and I'm wearing tight denim shorts. In the summer, I feel like I can get away See, with it. Everybody knows it's date night on Wednesdays. I don't think anybody is coming. Oh, this is only for... Oh, oh I, I'm I, just saying, if you're trying to dress sexier for me, I like men in short shorts. Okay. Because I think... And Shane, like you have really great legs. Won't deny that. And I like them in short shorts. Even in the summer. Like, get those things up. Bathing suits... Bathing suits that come anywhere close to the knee are terrible. If you could be any age forever, what age would you be? Hmm. 32. I'm not there yet. I'll be 32 in a month. You can't say an age you haven't been. Well, I'm basically there. I'm basically there. I'm a month off. Not even. I'm what? How many days am I off? Well, your birthday's March 20th. You're born in 1989. Okay, so I'm not long off from being 32. You are 24 days from being 32. Yeah, I think it's perfect. I think it's the perfect age. I feel really good about myself and confident in myself in just like the way I look and in how I present myself and in what how I want to present myself. Yeah. And I think for so long I was toying with that and trying to think like how do I want to be viewed by the world? And I got that now. And I like 32. I think it's a great age. What about you? I'd say 25 for you but for me i like 35 why 25 for me i'm just trying to see your reaction i <laughs> I, I would never say that also <laughs> you would not want me to be 25 forever why oh because i was like having too much fun and i was annoying i was still a kid such a kid you're like alexis from Shit's creek when i was 25 yes yes all these stories like uh, <laughs> I remember going to like parties with your friends and I'd just be like hanging with some of your male friends. They'd be like, huh, so with Alex, eh? I'm like, yeah. They'd be like, huh. and they'd be saying stuff like I was like in for this wild adventure and I, it scared me a little bit. Well, come on. They were like, oh, please. Put every party I went to, like guys would be like, oh. Because I was hilarious. Okay. And nice. Yeah. I'm just saying it scared me. I didn't know what they were alluding to because everyone had told me, like of my friends, they were like, oh, Alex is just this sweet, nice girl. Like, too nice for you, Shane. I was like, oh, I better, like, mind my P's and Q's. Then I meet your friends. It's like a Motley Crue concert, and I'm the nerd. <laughs> no, no, no. I am too nice. And the other thing is that I'm just like, I'm like a funny person within my group of friends. Like, I'm like the funny, like, everybody, let's go streaking person. Remember how we said you weren't perceptive? <laughs> I do not think your friends consider you the funny person. I am a funny person, yes. You always say situationally, though. That's the thing you always had. You go, I'm funny, situationally. Yeah, like, I am, I would say that I'm the party starter. I'm the one to be like, hey, that person is not having a good time at this party. And then I go and I make that person have a good time at this party. Well, you know. I'm that person. I might question that. I wouldn't question it. I would uh, put, I'd put my life on it. And uh, Alex is a, she's a party person. She's a party person. She's the best party person that we've got. And uh, we really appreciate her. Probably the uh, weirdest date night we've ever had. <laughs> Just flying by the seat of our pants. What were we talking about? I don't know. Pour me another glass of wine. This was weird. This was weird. You could say it was weird. Well, I do know that uh, we will see you all next week, and we appreciate you being here. You could leave a five-star review. Well, that'd be pretty good. (laughs) Take care, everybody. (laughs) 
Bye.